Welcome back to the Real Tom Brat Podcast. Sitting here on a Wednesday morning. Uh, this is like attempt three, I think, at this, which is kind of ironic given the content you're about to hear. Um, but I had to clear up some space, and this time I'm just going to go. Hopefully it works. I just want to share something that I've been thinking about because I believe the application of it applies to a lot more than the actual class and writing that I was teaching. So I'm going to step back to 2003-2004 when I was a writing teacher teaching a creative writing class. And it hit me the other day. I had this experience where I had two gentlemen that came into my mind and their reactions to, to things. So I remember I had one... I had one student write a paper, a response paper to something, and I think he was a junior at the time, and he wrote this paper that like just blew my mind. It was amazing. It was beautiful. It, I, if I remember correctly, it like didn't, it wasn't like quite what the assignment was. <clears throat> it was way better, right? So I gave this assignment, and this kid wrote this response. It was just blew the assignment out of the water. And I read this thing and I was like, cool, man, like really, really cool. And then it became my job to like give it a grade. So I finished this thing and I read it and I'm like, this thing is amazing. And it was out of 20 points and I gave him a 30. So I just wrote 30 out of 20. And I handed it back to him and he came up later and he like, he was moved by it. And I think he just gave me a hug. That was it. And it was like, yes, that perfectly encapsulates the experience for both of us. You took my assignment. You took it way above and beyond. So there's no adequate grade for this piece of writing. It just is blown away. And it was cool. And then I had another kid who had an assignment and tried to follow the assignment and didn't do a good job. Um, his meeting of the requirements just was, you know, on a level that was very below the expectation. So in the grade, I think it was like, you know, really loosely met the requirements. But he got like a D minus. And when I handed that paper back, this kid was super mad. And he wanted to argue back and forth about the merits of the D minus. And I just kept trying to point to the paper and be like, well, you know, you needed this and you needed this and you didn't do this and you didn't do it and you can revise it. And he wanted to argue and fight about the grade. And I think that if I remember correctly, that kid had his dad come in to argue about the grade. And I'm like 23 or 24, and there's this kid who's probably 17 or probably 18, and then the kid's dad who's probably in his 40s, and we're sitting there talking about the merits of this paper that's a D minus. And finally, I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, we all can see the paper. We all can read. What do you think this deserves? And it's like, Okay, so you sit there and you put that question there. What do you think this deserves? Now, when we're looking at this, 
this kid wanted to get into college. Um, his parents wanted him to get into college. And they wanted him to get into a good college. So we're looking at this thing where I'm like, you know, a trained writing teacher employed by the school that they've chosen to send their kid to. And I'm saying that, hey, the merits of this paper are like a D minus. I mentioned my rule, my policy that you can edit it, turn in the revisions and take the higher grade. But they're not, uh, they're not too into that process. They just want the grade. So it comes down to, well, you can, you can uh, do this and this and this. And I think the kid turned it in and kept, kept doing that and eventually maybe made the D minus into a C or a B range at some point. But it didn't really like do anything, right? The paper still wasn't good. It was through the revision it got to this, you know, this acceptable grade. And what I was coming from was this point where like, you know, I had in my own life, I was writing a lot and I was, um, you know, had done a lot in school. And so I was like, yes, that here's the standard. And I had that standard and I communicated it, but I didn't have it written down necessarily on a rubric because I've always found rubrics to be very limiting. Um, so it was like, probably through suggestion or mandate or force, it was like, hey, you have to have a rubric. It's like, okay, like I'll make this, <laughs> I'll make this rubric and uh, here you go. Here's your fucking rubric, right? So I give it to the kids and I told them though when I handed it out, I gave a caveat. I said, you have two options here. You can either have me use the rubric or you can trust my grading process and you can have me grade it. And I was like, you know, when you choose, it's completely on you. And I get that. But if you choose the rubric, it will be harder. Okay. I was like, also, by the way, I made the rubric. Um, I just happen when I use it in my head to be a little bit more lenient than on the paper. But if you want to use it, you totally can uh, I, there's no judgment. I'm not going to grade you harder for it. And if you want to have the rubric be the basis of your writing conferences, which I had with the students a lot, we can do that. We certainly can do it. You can show your parents. Um, you can show the principal. You can have whoever you want can use this rubric. Um, and so, so they did. Uh, and I, I remember, right, it was like out of my seven students in this like advanced writing class, two chose to use the rubric. And when they started doing this, it, we had this very different experience with those students and then the students who chose not to. And every time I met about the two students who wanted to use the rubric as their basis, all we ever talked about was how to get more points on the rubric. And if I would talk about their setting or if I would talk about their uh, character development or if I would talk about, you know, their paragraph structure or, um, you know, how they use different punctuation marks or whatever, they could go from an 8 to a 9 or from a 9 to a 10 on that. And then they might take 
some section in their paper that they had put in brackets and then put two commas where the brackets were. Or they might add a lot more description in the setting. But it never really made like the writing itself any better. Uh, the grades sometimes went up and sometimes stayed the same. But it was always this weird unspoken tension that when we use the rubric, that's all it was about. Hey, how'd I do based on the rubric? How's my setting? How's my character development? How's my punctuation? How's my grammar? How's my word count? How's the font? How's the, um, all that kind of stuff. And it took this thing of writing that's supposed to be one big cohesive unit and it took it and it looked at it at only its parts the introduction font spelling it looked at all of it in isolation which misses completely the point of what writing is actually supposed to be and with the other students who didn't do that what our conversation was about was always about the actual writing and it, they would ask, what can I do to make this better? Or we would talk about something, and if it was like, hey, how could, I, how could I get this to the next level? Which is what the grades there symbolized. And then what we would talk about is like, well, you know, I really like the, the meat of your story. But I saw you setting up this like surprise, that you wanted the surprise revelation. But sometimes for a reader... It can actually help if you drop a few hints in your story earlier. Or, you know, this thing happened, but we don't have the background, so we're not as sympathetic to this character when they have the experience as they could be. Or, you know, you were trying this thing that really was cool, and you were trying this, like, punctuation that you read by an author you like, but you used it way too much and it lost the significance. Or whatever, whatever it was, it was always about the writing. The student would take it, they'd edit it, and they'd fix it, and then the next conference would be about the writing. And we only considered it adequate, or they were only, you know, considered it good enough once this unit and once the cohesive unit was set. <clears throat> and I've been thinking about the experiences, the different experiences of the kids so much in 2020 and so much in this Trump presidency, because I think that that's how our society is functioning. Right now, we're essentially taking a rubric and we're saying, hey, on this area, on the economy, this guy gets a 10. Oh, on character, this guy gets a one. Oh, on social programs, this guy gets a one. Oh, on military, he gets a six or whatever it is. And we're looking at this isolation. And then when we look at it or we talk about it, we're only talking about pizzas of this rubric instead of quality of life for all. And if we look at quality of life for all, then we get into the nuance that actually makes up a society. Then we can look at these things where it's like, oh, well, for me and my family, health and wellness looks like example A. Well, for us and our family over here, it looks like example B. Oh, for us in our community, it's more like example C. 
And then you can talk about those things and try and come up with something to make them better. Example A, example B, and example C are not in isolation. They are cohesive. But when you only look at one, and when you only take that one out of context, then we have problems. And I just keep thinking about that. We're living in this rubric-based society. And that's not the point at all. Because if you enter a system that is about that, and that is about just the grade and how to do better on the rubric, then that becomes the point. But if we're in a society where the whole big picture is what matters, right? Where the piece of writing, this cohesive piece matters, it changes how we approach it. And so I was thinking about that. I was thinking about those kids. The point, the rubric did not help. Okay, it gave us talking points. It gave us an evaluative system, but it didn't make anything actually better. If we can step outside of that, and if we can step outside of the rubric-based thinking, and if we can think of justice and liberty and peace for all, then it goes to a little bit, it's, it's better. And there actually was one other kid in the class who started out choosing the rubric. And he wanted it. And he wanted, like, the rubric because he thought, oh, you're going to, like, his logic was, you as a teacher, you're going to try and screw me if I don't have a rubric. And you're going to mark my papers down, and I'm better than that, and I'm going to show you that I can use this rubric. It's like, okay, man, fine. And we did that for a while, and his writing was always fine. It was fine, but it lacked soul. And then one day, I, and I know it was a struggle for him, he said, hey, for this paper, can I try the other way? I was like, sure, man, definitely. And as he did, he wrote the paper without following the rubric, handed it in, trusting me as the teacher to give it a grade, which I did, and he, I remember he was experimenting with different punctuation marks and it was like pretty cool. And then when he tried them and when we talked about it, he was using brackets way too often, like parentheses to kind of added details you don't need. But there was one spot in the paper that he did it really, really well. And so I showed him that spot and I was like, dude, this is how you use those really well. I was like, right here, you just, you nailed it. This is awesome. And he got really happy. And he was like, yeah, cool. Like I thought so. And I was like, these other two spots, you don't really need them. And if you take them away and you use some other mark of punctuation or just get rid of that detail, it makes this one even better. And he was like, okay, cool. And then he revised it and did it and wrote this amazing thing that we never once talked about the greater rubric for. We talked about um, the piece as a whole and how to use it well. And I think, by the way, I think he actually got an A on that one. So take it what you will. I've just been thinking about that a lot. Rubrics can get in the way of something being truly great. Peace.